Hi there, and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about the things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner, and I'm actually flying solo today since KW is still convalescing, but hopefully you'll still have fun with me. And this is going to be a shorter episode because you don't want me talking in your ear for 40 minutes. <laughs> but also, I'm only going to talk about one thing, which is a video game called Baldur's Gate 3. Now, if you are unfamiliar with Baldur's Gate 3, it's a game based on Dungeons and Dragons. And honestly, so many people in my life right now are, <laughs> are obsessed with this game, including myself, because it's so good. So it's based on Dungeons and Dragons, which is part of the reason that I was interested in it, but it's a role-playing game and it's made by Larian Studios. It just came out officially in August, but it was in an open beta period for like three years. And I think that really contributed to the game's success, as well as just the fact that it feels very sprawling and interesting. So, obviously, at the beginning of a role-playing game, you get to make a character. And this follows the traditional Dungeons & Dragons rules. If you're not familiar with D&D, that's okay. But the two main things that you do are you choose a race and a class. So a race is what kind of humanoid you are. And that could be... Uh, you can be a human. You can be an elf, a half-elf, a drow, which is like a dark elf, a gnome, a dwarf, a tiefling. You could be a bunch of different things. So for my first character, I picked a half-orc because I just, I don't know, I <laughs> that's very consistent with the characters that I generally pick in Skyrim. I played an orc, a full orc for the first time and like a lizard person the second time and um in dragon age inquisition which is another one that i love i played a kunari which is sort of similar they're kind of very very large and they've got horns and all that stuff so yeah i don't know i just like to pick very hulking characters <laughs> so uh you pick a race first and then you pick a class and a class in D, &D is is sort of your specialization so you could be a barbarian, a druid, a sorcerer, a wizard, a warlock, a paladin, a cleric, a rogue, all those sort of things that you think of when you think of D&D. &D. And for mine, I picked a paladin, an Oath of the Ancients paladin. So she was sort of connected to nature and um, history and all that stuff. So each class offers specializations down the road once you get to like usually level three i think and you start at level one and in normal DD you go up to level 20 in this game you can go up to level 12 but you still get i mean level 12 is pretty pretty powerful and i enjoyed kicking some butt at level 12 <laughs> so you pick those two things before you start and then i i started a second playthrough with a dragonborn dragonborn fighter who is an eldritch knight fighter which means she gets some magic as well as a big sword <laughs> actually she's fighting with two axes right now because i wanted to keep it a little different than my my half orc who does fight with a big old sword yeah so you can customize all that stuff and then 
the game starts and you find yourself on a nautiloid ship of the mind flayers which is a bad monster character <laughs> in the dungeons and dragons world you might be familiar with mind flayers if you have watched stranger things they i think they were big in season three perhaps and maybe season four you're a prisoner you have been put in a pod and this mind flare has inserted a tadpole into your eye and it goes back into your brain and it's really <laughs> kind of awful and i was like I, I i hate this like when it first started i was like i don't know what's going on i don't like any of this and then the ship gets attacked by githyanki which is a, a type of humanoid race and it it starts to crash and you you sort of accidentally get set free and you have to fight your way off the ship but you have to land it first so on the ship, you meet up with Lazelle, who's voiced by Devorah Wild, and she's a Githyanki fighter, and she helps you like figure out what to do to land the ship. You can also encounter Shadowheart, who's a half-elf cleric, voiced by Jennifer English, and together you fight your way off the ship, and you land it, and you it sort of crash lands on a beach, and all of you get <laughs> thrown thrown out of the ship so you have to go find Lazelle and Shadowheart again but Shadowheart's not too far and this begins act one so the game is split into three acts and each act takes place in a distinctive area and then you have quests in each of those areas so obviously you get down to the ground and you're like crap I've been infected with a mind flare parasite and the more you talk to people, the more you realize it's going to turn you into a mind flare at some point. And usually that happens really quickly and it doesn't happen quickly for you. So that's part of what you're trying to figure out. So in act one, your main goal is to get healed of this parasite. But this is sort of the exploration area of the game and you can meet a bunch of cool other characters and you do want to fill up your party your party can have four people in it so including you including your character so you can team up with three of these other characters and the characters who are available are the previously mentioned Lazelle and Shadowheart along with Asterian played by Neil Newbin he's a high elf vampire rogue and then there's Gale played by Tim Downey, who's a human wizard. Will, played by Theo Solomon, who's a human warlock. And Carlac, played by Samantha Baird, who is a tiefling barbarian. So those are your six main characters. You can romance any of those characters. And you can actually play as one of those characters. If you don't want to pick, or if you don't want to spend all, all the time at the beginning choosing choosing your own character, you can actually play as an origin character which I haven't done, but it sounds kind of cool. I forgot to mention there's actually another way you can play the game, which is a customizable origin character known as the Dark Urge. And I haven't played that yet. This is a very long game. <laughs> so I've only just started to finish the first playthrough. So I haven't had time to indulge the Dark Urge. But I, as I understand it, you play as a character who get special dialogue options because you're always fighting off 
this urge to do bad things. And there are multiple ways you could play that. You could give in to that urge or you can resist it or try to resist it through the whole game. So that's one way to play. I haven't done it yet. There are four other characters who can join your party as you meet them. Um, there's Halson, voiced by Dave Jones, who's a wood elf druid. Jahira, voiced by Tracy Wiles, who's a half-elf druid. Minsk, voiced by Matthew Mercer, who's a human ranger. And Minsk is funny because he has a little hamster named Boo, and they're just very cute. And then there's Minthara, voiced by Emma Gregory, who's a drow paladin. So you can get them in your party, too. And one of the advantages to a party, like in regular D&D, is you can have a bunch of people who do different things. Like, my character, she fights with a big sword, but since she's a paladin, she has a little bit of magic, but not a ton of it. So my current party has Shadowheart, Gale, and Will, and Gale and Will both have a lot of magic. So it's good to sort of mix up what your characters can do. And also you just kind of get to know these different characters and uh, decide who you like and who you want to hang out with you. So all of those first six characters have individual stories and storylines that you can follow. So Lazelle is a Githyanki and she I haven't explored her too much because she's in my second party, but on my first, but her storyline sort of revolves around like learning more about the leader of her people and figuring out if that person is a good person and if she still wants to follow them and stuff like that. For Shadowheart, she's a cleric. She follows Shar, who's like a goddess of the dark and... So she comes to you and she doesn't have a lot of memories because Shar and her people have taken them away. And she's cool with this because she was like, this was my decision. But as you go on, you realize that they took away some really substantial memories and used that memory loss to sort of turn her to their side. So your her storyline is figuring out about her past and what she wants to do about that. Asterion is a vampire. I don't think that gives a lot away. You don't know it at first, but he sort of <laughs> tells you soon afterward. So his storyline is about facing the vampire who turned him into a vampire. Gale is... Gale has a disease, sort of, where he needs to consume magical items. And if he doesn't, he will sort of blow up, <laughs> which sounds very silly. But, um... You got to help him figure that out. <laughs> that's that's something that needs to get figured out. Will is a warlock. And and in D&D, warlocks get magic through a pact with another world entity. So in this case, it's a devil, I think, named Mizora. And she's just really wily and not trustworthy. So his storyline is about his pact with her. And then also his relationship with his father, who is who is a duke in Baldur's Gate, and why they lost touch and all that. And then Carlac's storyline, she sort of got stolen and pressed into service as, as a warrior. And the devils who pressed her into service took out her heart and gave her like a, an infernal device for a heart. And now that she's out of... The underworld, it's sort of failing. 
So you have to try to try to fix her heart, basically. So all of these characters come with side quests, and the other four who can be in your party also come with side quests. And all of those side quests you can do or you can pursue as you're pursuing your main quest, which is to fix yourself and get this tadpole out of your brain. So what I like about this game is that there there is so much to pursue. Like this game is really large. <laughs> there are so many side quests and so many steps to the main quest that I mean it should take you at least a hundred hours to finish the game. I think it I think I'm up to like 120 or something. And I'm just at just getting to the end. And I love that all of your choices matter. So the way you choose to deal with some things will affect things down the road. And your choices, even when you're talking to non-player characters, so tiny characters you might never see again, your choices in those conversations will affect how your companions feel about you. So you get little notifications of like, Gail approves or like Lazel disapproves. And <laughs> one thing I'm learning in my second game is I have Lazel, Shadowheart, and Carlac in my party. And Lazel and Shadowheart, at least at the beginning, they disagree a lot. So kind of no matter which choice you make, one of them is going to approve and one of them is going to disapprove. So it's really just interesting to see how people react to you. And uh, your approval rating with NPCs can get you like better or worse prices when you're trying to buy things. And I just love how nothing feels inconsequential, I guess. But at the same time, that's really scary because like I've made mistakes in my first playthrough and it caused things to go really wrong. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I don't know how to fix this. But I just think it's just really well done and well written and like they obviously put a ton of work into this and I think it's it pays off because it's a really fun and interesting game. So some of those choices come into play in Act 2. In Act 2, you move into an area called the Shadow Curse Lands where everything's shrouded in darkness and you have to have a special lantern to get you through so you won't be attacked by things. And it's in this act where you find out more about the main quest, which is that there are three big antagonists. One is General Kethrick Thorm, played by J.K. Simmons, Lord Enver Gortash, played by Jason Isaacs, and Orin the Red, who's voiced by Maggie Robertson. They are leaders of this thing called the Cult of the Absolute, and they're each followers of a god, and like their three gods are always together basically are always thought of together and each of them has a thing called a nether stone and this nether stone controls a crown and they have used this crown to control this thing called an elder brain which is like the big bad so you have to rise up and fight thorm and gortash and Orin. you can also side with them so if you, you could play an evil playthrough, I would never do that. I, feel, I think I would feel terrible. But you can do bad things in this game if you have that desire, I guess. But in in my playthrough, like you have to defeat those three. And then once you defeat them, you get their nether stones and you can go confront 
the elder brain who is controlling all of the mind flare tadpoles in everyone's brain. So the elder brain's goal, ultimate goal, is to turn everyone into a mind flare, which is not a good thing. <laughs> so that's act two where you where you find out a lot of that. And then in act three, you actually go to the lower city of Baldur's Gate and the surrounding area and you continue your main quest. You meet some of these other people and you have a bunch of side quests. Uh, you get to like solve some murders and help people out. And it's just like, there are so many things to, to do. It's just such a big game. And the art is great. The, the gameplay is great. The voice acting is fantastic. Just the characters are really cool. I love learning more about the origin characters. Just, yeah, I love this game. I think most everyone who has played it has positive feelings about it. I haven't heard anyone say a bad thing about it. So, yeah, I, I'm having a blast with it. There's a multiplayer version, and I'd love to play with some other people. I just kind of wanted to get my first playthrough done and do all the stuff on my own and figure things out but I'm excited to play with some of my friends and yeah I just thought the world was really great and if any listeners are into D&D or video games you don't need to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to play this one of my friends at work had no interest in Dungeons and Dragons and she loves this game uh, one of the cool things is you do learn a little bit about playing Dungeons and Dragons and I think the combat is a lot of fun. So if you're into D&D, or even if you're not, and you just like video games, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that's kind of all I've got to say about it. I mean, not all, but without KW to ask me questions, I don't want to go on and on. But we did want to bring you an episode this week. So yeah, I'm going to continue. I'm at the end of my playthrough for my first character. We just kind of defeated everything. And I'm in the epilogue now, and then I'm a couple hours into my second playthrough, and I'm excited to make some different choices and correct some things I did not quite great in the first one. I accidentally let some people die, and that was bad. <laughs> so if you, if you can't tell, one of the great things about this game is the replayability. Because your choices matter so much, it's eminently replayable. Like, you're never really going to get the same game twice, which is crazy. Like, they just did such a good job, and I commend Larian and everyone involved in this. So thank you for giving me this great little pastime that I can indulge in on the weekends and stuff. So if you're interested in playing this game, it's available for Windows, Mac, PlayStation 5, and Xbox XS. I personally play it on Windows, and it works great. So, thank you for walking with me through this game. I hope you're intrigued by the game. And if you play it, let me know. Let me know how you like it. Uh, if you want to play with me, <laughs> I'd be happy to do so. Come back in two weeks for some more great pop culture stuff. Hopefully, KW will be back by then. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. Our website is PositivelyPopCulture.com, which has a link to our merch store. And you can email us at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please consider rating and reviewing it wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thank you again for listening. Stay healthy and safe and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. <laughs>